Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Osiris. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Welcome, uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Comes a Time. That's O'Teal. That's Mike. And that's your and, bass um, in the back, I see. The old yeah. six stringer. <laughs> You're on the road right now. You're on location, so we're doing a solo episode. I'm technically, well, yeah, I'm not home, so technically I'm on the road, but we're in rehearsal, so I'm in the same spot for six, seven days. Mm. <clears throat> but, um been really fun super yeah. fun nice to bust out a couple podcasts and you know i'm glad i got a nice backdrop i was worried <laughs> new ipad yeah it looks good worried How's about it? my sound what's it like getting back in the studio uh you know one two three boom breaking into a tune for the first time with the with the guys again oh it's great man just tuning up just seeing everybody like it just happened in layers you know Hmm. I just think this person and that person, even when I got in the night before, um, and saying hey to everybody, you know, we all had to get tested before we walked in the building. So we're all oh, cool. masked up and waiting outside, but still like greeting everybody, you know, and getting, uh, getting some food, getting, you know, just like back in the whole like rehearsal rhythm. Yeah, and then cranking it all up and hitting those first jams really just a relief, man. I think there was a lot of uh, it's just you know what a year everybody's had, you know. And uh, we're in a really historic uh, building that I cannot say where it is. Yeah, but it's very very old, and it, like the Grateful Dead is young in comparison. You know, to put it in perspective, where we're rehearsing. Yeah, it's a, an old movie studio. Nice. So it's, um, yeah, it's really just being in a historic spot like that. Um, it's just like, you know, adds coolness to it, you know. Yeah. The last time I felt like that was when uh, they have, have uh, Cherokee, bless his soul, God rest his soul. Tony was, hey, you want to go see this movie on the day off? I was like, yeah. And I end up in this industrial park and I'm like, I don't see a movie theater, man. Well, it turns out it was George Lucas's studio oh, where they wow. shot the first Star Wars, you know? So there's all these models that you're like, oh my God, it's like being let behind the curtain, you know? Yeah. So this this has that vibe and even, you know, much older even. And nice. uh, so we've had some really great rehearsals, really great jams. It just feels... You know, it feels like um, it's weird how much it feels like everybody's changed and matured maybe just in even one year. You know, it's it's a hell of a year. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy that we've 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 talked to every member of the band during the yeah. break. But then it's like got to be interesting to like get back in there and like 
like I think Mayer said it perfect when he was on that like everyone's got their master's degree in something during this break, and when everybody comes back and plugs in and turns on, they're going to be bringing something else to the table, something new. Yeah, it feels like that. I feel like uh, it's and and it's not just in the band, just in the country. Mm. Certainly not for everyone, mm-hmm. but for so many people, you just they they have this perspective that they didn't have before. And that applies to the music that informs the music and affects the music, you know, but it's just this, it's a different perspective, man. Uh, A clearer one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you're right. It's all over the place. It's, it's everywhere. And, uh, it's been interesting running into, uh, you know, comics that I've wondered about, there are some people that I was like, Oh my God, I forgot you existed. And then there's others that I've been like, I would just be, you know, it's, it's funny the people who would come to me and at Mm. moments where it would just be like, man, I wonder how Gary Goldman's doing, or I wonder how Attell's doing, or I wonder how like, you know, Greg Rogel or whoever else, Keith Robinson. And then like you run into them and it's just like, you know, the part of me kind of wants to be like, sit down, tell me everything. Like, how have you been? Like what's going on? But then you realize all we need is just kind of like a, it's good to see you. And that's it. You know? And and then it's, it's, it's really interesting to, to have those experiences. I had a wild night at the cell. Did I talk about that night the other night at the cellar? Did I tell you where, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but it was a, um, just such a surreal, like you're talking about this past year and how, the magnitude of it and how different it was for, for all of us, you know, and, and there was this one moment and there were a ton of moments during the pandemic where I was like, I don't know if comedy is going to be, where do I stand in this thing? Like, you know, everybody needs to come back. There's these fears of like, you know, arena acts are now going to be doing theaters and theater acts are now going to be doing clubs and club comics are going to be knocked out the, you know, we're going to be doing parking lots at a diner in Queens or whatever. And, uh, there's just this moment, you know, the cellar has four rooms. I was upstairs at the fat black pussycat doing a spot. And then I run downstairs to the village underground and like Louie pops on and does 15. And then right after him, Chris Rock pops on and does 15. And like the crowd was just like going completely bananas. And I'm like, geez, this is like, I used to drive by this club and think about like one day I'll perform here. And those are guys that coming up, I mean, I, they changed the game, you know? Yeah. And it's just wild to see. And they've been <laughs> friends from the start. So it was kind of interesting to watch them watch each other. And they're both yeah. kind of bomb, not bombing, but they're going up with new stuff. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's that whole, like the first trimester of a new hour probably or whatever. But just to be in the room and kind of like, it was almost like I was watching myself watch them and it was kind of this moment of like, yeah. yeah, we're all working at the club together now. Like it was so surreal and such like a, like, yeah, we're all, you know, like you're back, you earned it, you're here. Like it was like a moment of like kind yeah. of weird, it, it, I don't know, it like transcended time. Cause I was kind of like still a little kid being like one day I'll work here. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I just got off state. Like, you know, it's just interesting. That's the beauty of being older. Like I, being younger, God, but never want to go back to that. Why would anybody, I guess you just want your body back or whatever, but what <laughs> or, or ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like to be able to, like you say, you're, it gives you this perspective on time because we don't really feel like, I don't feel like my twenties is that far away as it is. Right. Like, I don't feel like it's 30 years ago, but it is. Yeah. And you know, um, so I can, like you said, I can watch myself watching myself because yeah. you can see you know you can be you see yourself in the continuum mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful place to arrive to if you live long enough to get there to be like oh yeah i could see young me and you know all the way through yeah you know? that that's the weird sense of gratitude that i think that maybe some of us who are tuned right to the frequency maybe picked up during the pandemic. Cause even mm. with, you know, um, writing for the TV show, r- working on impractical jokers, you know, like I had a conversation with a, with a coworker of mine the other day 
about how him and I are extremely similar and how we were brought up and how we were raised and how we're very hard on ourselves and we're extremely critical and there needs to be two things. If there's not two irons in the fire, the fire is empty. Like you need at least two things going on in case, because you know one's going to let you down. So, and it was this whole thing. And we had, we had a talk yesterday just about like, you know, we need to remind each other that we've accomplished what we've accomplished. Like, yeah, one day we can look back and go, wow, we, we worked for one of the, you know, like a genre changing TV show that, you know, kind of helped shape who we are now as creative people, as writers, as producers, as whatever, but like we did it together and we never, we both have that personality that we never stopped to appreciate it at the moment. And when that moment was taken from us and now we're back at it, we are kind of like, yeah, we really need to like make sure we check in on each other and remind each other like, Hey, you did it. You know what I mean? Sure. Cause like interesting. someone posted a picture of uh, me and Jimmy Herring at Red Rocks. Like I love that picture, right bro. I saw that. <clears throat> and we're so young, like, you know? And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, I look at that picture and I'm like, like when you were sitting there, you could never in a million years picture yourself headlining there. Right. Mm. Now, from this perspective, I've played there. I've, lo- you know, they give you these little awards. They're they're like little statuettes or whatever. You know, they're pieces of the rock. Yeah, and it says the date that you played there. You know, and I get one every year. So I played there year after year with the Almond Brothers. I have lost a bunch of them. I feel terrible now. I should have every one of those like lined up or around. You know, but that's how. You know, like that yeah. when I look at young me, it's like you never thought you were gonna get so many of these things from playing Red Rocks and be like, I don't even know where they are, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, just right. like, you know. You're in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, uh I mean, I think we were there because we opened for somebody, but we probably played there when there was like twenty people, like the yeah. twenty that knew dude, don't miss ARU. Like you should see that <laughs> come early. <laughs> yeah. you know? And then but it was mostly empty, you know? Yeah. So then we were watching, it was clearly fools. Well, we were probably watching widespread or something. I don't know. It's but, wild, uh, isn't it? Yeah. To look yeah. back at that and see that picture. And it's, uh, that's, that's an interesting point too, because it's like, you know, I remember like new comedy in New York city there's like a city within a city. So like, you know how to get to each club from each club, the fastest, you know, that you don't book a show at, you know, upper East and Brooklyn or upper East and then lower West at the same, you know, in the same night, like stay along the FDR, stay along the West side highway, (laughs) how to get. And I remember kind of like when I decided that comedy was going to be what it was, you know, like I drove by all the clubs and I wasn't, in at any of the clubs. I didn't know any of the clubs. And I remember there was, it was around Christmas time and they were having holiday parties at the clubs. And one of them I drove by and it was full of comics in the window, having a big Christmas party, people outside smoking comics who like I have seen on stage that I've seen on TV, on YouTube, who are now my dear friends. But at that moment I was kind of driving by like one day, And I probably could have walked in and been like, whatever, but I didn't feel like it was the right time, you know, and I passed all of them and I drove down Broadway past Caroline's, which I had the first place I did and Gotham and down to the cellar and all this. And I remember just driving by the cellar and being like, just looking in the window and being like, it's going to happen. It it, it will, you know, (laughs) one day, one day, but you're right. You think about, and that young you at Red Rocks is still in there now. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing that's really neat. Because I didn't even think I would one day. I just thought, wow, look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, like even <laughs> remember I tell you the story with me when uh, Kreutzman flew Jess and I out to Fairly Well and we just did the first night of Santa Clara because she was too afraid to be away from Nigel more than just one night, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we're up in this box you know, looking down on the whole thing, like when the rainbow came out, it was crazy and shit, you know? And so all this stuff is happening. And then 
we go down to where there's this platform uh, on the side of the stage overlooking high up, like down. So you're looking down on the stage from like stage left or whatever. Right. And <clears throat> so you could, you turn this way and there's the whole crowd, this huge stadium, you know? Mm. And I said to her, I was like, can you picture this for us? And she was like, I'm trying to, but I just can't. And I was like, as many amphitheaters and stuff that I've done, I mean, I've, I played Crossroads at some place that probably was about that side. I, I was like, I just can't picture it. Yeah. Usually I'm good at visualizing stuff. I was like, this is just beyond, you know? And yeah. I, we still laugh about that to, to this day, you know? It's like, I couldn't even say like one day, you know, I just thought, wow, that's crazy. God, I can't imagine what it'd be like to do that. So, And now you it's are. Good, it's a good thing though, because, you know, like when you when you do what you what you did and like visualize that, it's so huge because like a place like New York, you know, I'm not telling you nothing, you know, if you make it in New York, you've pretty much made it all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you can crack New York. It's crazy. Like, yeah. You've cracked the whole globe. Yeah. You know? Well, and you know what I'd love to ask you, and then I want to make a point about that with the whole New York thing, but I want to ask you, like when you did go do your first stadium, like dead and coast stadium, you walk Colorado. out there to that big and all that, like, I know you get, you, you admittedly, you've talked about nerves and stomach jitters and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I mean, was it, was it like look down at the strings and play was it it's not don't more look at nervous. the other guys was it any different yeah. than getting on at a club no. like you know what's funny man if i played at a coffee shop i would be more nervous <laughs> i get it completely it's not it's, it's I not it. I, I don't get more nervous playing a bigger place mm-hmm. like it's just this huge blob the energy is a little bit much to deal with, you know, like I think, oh, I'm not going to have a drink. And it's like, I'll have one Prosecco or something because I'm just like, you know, it's mm. just so much energy. Yeah. It yeah. focused on you. And I, I, I've never gotten used to that. So, but like, it's not more nervous than playing. Like, I remember playing a small church and I was just like, you can see the yeah. whites of everyone's eyes, you know, it's like. <laughs> My stomach just, yeah. But it, no, I don't get more nervous doing that. Um, it just, but it is a different, it's a different experience for sure. Like when the, when the wave comes, you know, it's like, it's like bigger. It's like, uh, I always think about like if you're in the ocean yeah. and that there's really, really big waves, but you're in an aircraft carrier, but it's still big enough. Like it's so bad that it actually will pitch the aircraft. So it's like when the wave comes up, it's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's a trip, man. It's crazy. It's a trip. <laughs> now, now with comedy, when you're doing a big room, like, like when you're like, if you're doing a theater or a Coliseum and through the, you know, love of the jokers, I've had the chance to do both. You have to do, you have to talk to the back row. And that wave you're talking about is so real. And especially with laughter and with like, you know, if you take a note off, you got Mickey and Billy doing it with, you know, their machines and John and Jeff, you tell a joke and you hear a pause in a Nassau Coliseum. That's a loud goddamn pause, you know? So like when I was opening up for them on New Year's Eve at at Nassau Coliseum, I couldn't hear myself over the fans. There were like big monitors. I'm looking out at the crowd and I'm racing through my set. Oteal, like, like rushing through, like I'm bombing at a club with three people. Like I'm just going boom, 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 boom. Yeah. My wife's a redhead. Fucking. And I, I make eye contact with her in the front row of all the people. I see Lisa, I see my Lisa in the front row and she's going slow down, slow down. And I was like, slow down, slow down. Like, and I'm kind of like, dude, it was like, but like 
so back to the future. Like my hand was disappearing, you know, I forgot how to play. And then I just like threw out a joke that I knew would work and I paused and waited. And then it's like, oh, there's the current coming back. And then I got hit with the laughter and I'm like, okay, now I got to remember how to do this. So it's almost kind of like figuring out how to like ride a new ramp or whatever, but holy shit, it was terrifying the first time. Like I just got off and I go, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. And I'm like pacing around backstage at Nassau Coliseum. Like, what am I doing here? This is bullshit. And they were like, you did well, great, dude. You did great. It's a different like, animal. You got to give the, the laugh enough time to come. Yeah. And then you got to give the laugh enough time to die down because it's a whole nother, like the arc is just way bigger. Yeah. Like I can't imagine like you just have to walk around for it. If you get play, you get a, just a great laugh. Oh, now you got to hang out for a while. while you got to sit. While it wears down. Yeah. And you look up and you're like, you're on a screen that's 10 times the size of you. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And we know how much you love to see yourself on the screen. <laughs> It's like, oh, my head doesn't look big at all right now. No, and then I look up and I'm like, Jesus, shut those off. But yeah, it's just such an odd thing. But I get what you mean about like, the, I think the most terrified I've been is like to a room of like 10 people, 12 people. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's like, that shit's like, all right. Like, but that's the part, that's the scared I like. You know it, what I me mean? Me too. Me too. There's a couple different scareds. That's the scared that I like. Yeah is when it's nice and intimate and, you know. See, I think because it's deadheads, mm -hmm. it takes some of the pressure off. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, A, they're pulling for you. B, if you mess up, they would probably start cheering. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, yeah. it just, it's, um, so it's just more about feeling that much energy. And it's, yeah. uh, it's beautiful. But it's, it's scary. I mean, cr crowds are scary to me. Like I, I've never done uh, like football game in the stadium, soccer game in the state, like full stadiums, like at sporting events. Cause I feel like when people are drinking that much and you know, they're tribalistic. Yeah. Uh, reptile brain is all fired up you know yeah. <laughs> let's have drunk fights the green against the yellow or the whatever you know like <laughs> so i just like man now i'm trapped in the parking lot i want to get out of here it's going to take me forever some guy's going to throw up on the car you know i don't know i just no i get it i, I just totally the, get it I, I'm, I'm wigged out about crowds thanks for listening we'll be right back after this Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smartwool. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. What's up, everyone? I'm Mike. And I'm O'Teal. And these are our Sunset Lake CBD gummies that are almost gone. Sunset Lake CBD is a farmer-owned business that ships CBD products directly from their farm to your door. For years, Sunset Lake was a Vermont dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. In 2018, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And with a product for everyone, they offer pre-rolls, hemp cigars, and hemp flowers, as well as tinctures, gummies, and CBD-crafted coffee to help with stress, aches, and pains. Sunset Lake CBD saves you money by shipping high-quality CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Want to know what I've been using a lot of, O'Teal? This salve with the arnica uh, yeah. on, my, on my old bones. You get back from a show and you got tore ankle, rub a little bit of this on there. You're ready to dance the next day. And you know, Sunset Lake... Uh, Comes a time listeners can visit sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME for 20% off of their purchase. That's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code TIME. And tell them we sent you. 
Thanks for listening. When I was younger and not so scared of crowds, uh, my friend and I got it. One of our friends got me and, and a buddy a gig doing security at a New England Patriots Miami Dolphins game at Foxborough. And Ooh. they CSC event staff, they're the ones that like, <sighs> if you ever watch a game, you see their backs. They're always looking up at the yeah. crowd. You know, they're not allowed to like look at the... So they hire local kids to work the games, I guess, sometimes or ever. I don't remember. Maybe we faked that we wanted it as a career or whatever. But we heard they were hiring, and I, I'm a Dolphin fan, so I was like, let's go check out the game. So we fill it out, and me and my friend get hired, and we get put on the on the field level walking alongside the TV crane behind the uh-huh. foot behind the bench behind the Patriots bench. Right. So the guy that was the boss goes, um, just to let you guys know if the Miami dolphins win, this will be the last ever home game at Foxborough and they're going to tear down the stadium. So if the dolphins oh. win the the fans are 100% going to jump on the field and try to take whatever pieces of grass or oh. benches or seats. So prepare oh, for, a ready for a riot oh, and i'm no. like dude what did we just sign up for like i'm gonna get fucking shit kicked out of me and Here i looked at my butt horde. i oh go bro God. if a fucking if a riot breaks out it's i'm taking like, this jacket off and i am running <laughs> like, you know damn and, right and the guy was like this is how you you know hold someone up against a wall this is the right hold for their and i'm like he was like actually grabbed me and was like it, like exhibiting it to the everyone on me and I go I'm not doing that to a guy that's like 30 cores lights deep yeah out of your mind I'm taking the coat off and I'm hiding against the wall until like but it was just the thought of luckily the Dolphins stink and they lost but um it, it was just like uh, we got out of there okay and there was another they got home field advantage or whatever for uh but man I'll tell you it was a terrifying thought there, there's a lot I've had those thoughts at, at quite a few that my first time at the garden on acid actually I was like we're on the top floor of this place like what we're in New York like you start thinking all weird shit and I'm like the ceiling is is the closest way out of here like I got to get to the roof and I'm oh man they're looking at like what which beams to climb onto and shit like yeah I get nervous <laughs> about that stuff <laughs> see that's not where my mind would go because I'd be like well, if I get trapped on the roof and there's only one way back down, it's to jump. <laughs> I never sorry. thought about that. I didn't think that far. <laughs> I just wanted fresh air. I'm always like thinking about, I'm one of those weird people. Like I can't sit in a restaurant with my back to the front window, you know, like. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. I'm on subways. I'm always thinking about escape. Like uh, everywhere I am, I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I'm fast forwarding to like, you know, I don't know. It's, and it's not like a, it's not something that um, is annoying or like OCD or paranoid or anything. It's just like a just general, like if I'm standing, I'll never forget this TV show that it was a detective show and it, one guy was, or one person was training the other person. Mm-hmm. And they said, use the city. And they said, look, they're standing at a, at a, um, in front of a big shopping store in front of a plain gas glass display. But if you don't look in the display, it's a mirror. So you can see everything going on behind you. So I thought, I think about that a lot in New York, like people coming up behind me. I was like, well, if I stand in front of this, I can see everything that's going on behind me, Mm. you know, (laughs) you know, like, I hear you. But I'm just like, it's just like, it's just little mental note stuff that kind of accrues, you know, and <laughs> I just have like escape route planned and I've got my behind my back vision. And I got my, you know, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think that's the first time that I realized that uh meditation worked was I was on the subway leaving Queens and I got stuck under the East river, like between Ooh. like the yeah. 30th Jackson Ave, like whatever. And then the 59th street stop and we were stuck and they're like, Oof. well, we're going to like, you know, stand by. And I get that initial, like just wave of sweat of cold sweat. Like I'm going to yeah. suffocate under here. We're going to end up having to kill and eat each other. 
Like it's it's <laughs> all over. Like I'm going to have to punch through metal and swim up and God, <laughs> you know, and my head goes right to like Jason Bourne shit, you know, cannibalism, cannibalism. <laughs> like it's just, which person can I kill fastest to eat? Like it really does break down. Like it turns into natural selection for me. And then at one point I just go like, wait a minute, why don't I just meditate? Why don't I just sit down and meditate? And everyone's like, motherfucker, I'm going to be late for fuck, you know, all the huffing and puffing and whatever. And I just put on my headphones and put on some whatever ambient shit. And I just sat there and, and said my mantra and whatever. And I was like about halfway through my meditation, the train starts again and we're going, you know? And meanwhile, probably 10 people are like, well, I can eat that sleeping guy. (laughs) (laughs) They're sizing me up for lunch. Yeah. I can go all walking dead or I can just like home for a minute here. <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> Screw that middle path stuff. <laughs> oh, do you man, get weird? In, do you get weird in, t- in tunnels? Like, do you hate? I don't, you know, I kind of enjoy tunnels, but I do not enjoy the New York subway. Like I enjoy the DC subway. Really? But you know when the when the D, when the Washington DC subway was built it was so ultra state of the art. And so I was there when it was brand new. It was pristine. It looked like something out of a science fiction movie and still does compared to New York subways. And um just it was just so futuristic. Yeah. And quiet, you know. Mm. So the New York subway just felt very dirty and just you know hot yeah, it's gross and just yeah it's gross you know and um and i don't you know my friends that are new yorkers like i i've i um follow a instagram page called subway creatures <laughs> yeah, and, totally. you know so they love all that like super weird shit you know like some super weird yeah somebody just sat down right next to you you know Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I like it on Instagram. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Totally. But I don't like that yeah. shit when I just want to just, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, you know, whatever. I'm a wuss or whatever. I'm just like, it's too many people. It's, I'm that way about New York in general, really. You know, I walk no, out. I know. As soon as I go out the door in New York, I pop earplugs in. And, you know, just like, no, it's, it's yeah. It, <laughs> I, I completely, it's like, I always like said that like the best part of New York is leaving, you know, <laughs> like it's just, I do even, have it in my blood. Like I have the driving gene. Like I found that out driving our bus in New York because oh. some other guys didn't feel comfortable driving a 38 foot bluebird through Manhattan <laughs> Down to go second play half. Yeah, totally. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, I'll do it, man. And, it turns out I have it in the blood, you know, my parents yeah. are both from the Bronx, but I don't. And I, I talked to them about, it. they're like, yeah, we had to get out. It's just too crammed. So I get it. There's, I'm just not wired that way. You know, um, yeah. Scott Metzger, he, you know, he's like, it's in to the bone. he loved. Yeah. He's like, we eat that. That's what we eat for Dude. breakfast. You know? Yeah. Like, right. I'll it tell you. me. Yeah, totally. You know what, man? I'll tell you. When I moved out to Colorado, I missed New York so much. Yeah. And then I got back and I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? I, I don't get, now I miss Colorado. Like I just. It's a rhythm. I'm, and I get it because like, you know, it's a rhythm that you're, yeah. it's that frequency we're talking about. Yeah. When you're tuned to it, I'm sure it feels like, whoa, what is yeah. this frequency? Because New York is a real, <laughs> it's a strong uh, and definite frequency. So to leave it must feel so kind strange. Of traumatic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, when you're so living in Denver, I lived in Capitol Hill and I was able to look out of my balcony and see the front range of the Rockies all the yeah. way down south to like Colorado Springs. Now I couldn't see as far as Colorado Springs, but I was looking in that direction. Big yeah. sky country. So I'm like watching storms in the distance yeah. and lightning and there's not a lot of like light pollution from where I w- whatever. And then you like, you know, my 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 window in Queens was just looking at in someone <laughs> else's bathroom. 
<laughs> you know what what I mean? like, why did I miss this so much? <laughs> what the fuck did I miss? <clears throat> I mean, I was looking at like, you know, like the, the wonders of nature. And now I'm looking at like a guy like <laughs> shave his ass or something. <laughs> and it's just like. Manscape. Manscape. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. It's not the same Rockies. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> The New, York, the New York the, the New York Rockies are a uh, little bit slipperier than uh, the Colorado Rockies for sure. But it was just like, what the fuck? But then you walk outside and it's like you get on that like you 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 merge, you merge into life. Yeah. And it's just wow. We were talking about I was talking with one of the uh, managers or something at the cellar and we were talking about like success is like never having to ride the subway again. Like we were joking around about how, like if you could work to afford an Uber or a whatever lift and you could, or a drive, then you've made it. And that was just our own little joke. You know what I mean? Like times are tough. I got to take the four train, you know, but I hate, hate the subways, hate them. Some I mean, I would love think post pandemic, the weirdness has to have gotten has to have escalated right i mean i don't know i, I, I haven't been, been on a but. subway i i have not and i don't i don't i'm in no rush but it i mean new york yeah. weirdness has been well listen if anything that's going on above ground is going on underground shit's I fucking mean, weird dude yeah, yeah man you know it's insane like, right now although subway creatures it still pops up on my instagram yeah, yeah there's some really weird shit going on there's insane shit going on and it's like New, New York's just back too. I mean, like it's, it's yeah. people are, you know, cause I drive and like the traffic's always going in all directions. Now there's no more mm-hmm. like going against the traffic. It's just traffic. Mm-hmm. Like it's just every direction, every lane, every just clogged. Uh, yeah. And then you throw on pedestrians and bikers who are just hit me. I dare you hit me you know like they're just like people go to new york and get city bikes that haven't haven't ridden a bike in 25 years and they've decided to facetime home and go look i'm i'm in on lexington ave at five o'clock riding a bike meanwhile drivers are just zooming around them and it's like they're just oblivious and it's like this place is fucking madness my gps broke like five five p.m on like a saturday or whatever friday right into time broadway like times square i was following Mm. my gps and it like glitched and it literally had me at like where the ball drops so times square is packed again oh god damn so packed wow Wow. so packed and i'm just like i was ready to literally just leave my car there forever and just i'm like (laughs) i'm just gonna walk into the hudson river at this point (laughs) see that's what get what would get me on the subway because i wouldn't like I wonder what we're gonna, what I'm gonna do. I'm probably just gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna just gonna hide out in the hotel when we're on the road this summer, because I imagine I need to look at the schedule again. And see, normally we hub out of uh, Manhattan and then do like at least three or four. Oh gigs yeah, yeah. And come back to the same hotel. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think I'm gonna be going out much. Well, you know, I mean, you can go down to the club, watch some comedy. You could go to, you know, a restaurant, whatever. But yeah, I mean, we're going to hang, hopefully. Oh, of course. We're going to. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be doing a live comes a time uh, somewhere, you know, for the fans. But, you know, it's funny, though, you mentioned earlier about like if you make it in New York and all that stuff. And this is just something I wanted to mention with you. Like Colonel Bruce has seemed to be coming up quite a bit lately. And I've been kind of thinking about like like my Colonel Bruce's in a way, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and this whole thing, anything that ever, that I, that I've ever had the chance to do. And you and I had a conversation recently about like, I'm not looking to be a million, like, I don't, I don't want to yeah. be, I just want the opportunities to work. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's all I ever wanted was just the opportunity to work on something that I loved. That to me is success. If I'm a yeah. hundred hours busy, great. Yeah. But it's the people that got you there, the people that got me there, mm-hmm. you know, like Okerson taking me under his wing, Attell, the Jokers, like all that, you know, like Jessica yeah. Kirsten. And that's the that's the Colonel Bruce's 
my I Transformers version of like, you know. <laughs> she is like Colonel Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> it's nuts, man. I love it. But, you know, I don't know how people, I, I think in a way I'm kind of like, I'm blessed because I don't know how people show up and not know anyone or have anybody pulling for them or vouching for them or filling them with confidence when you're completely, when your confidence tank is on the, you know, the gas yeah. lights on. Thank God we had the people that we had when we were doing what, when we were in the, the, the salad days, you know, that's why I think there's some mystical involvement in it because, you know, it was the when that I met Colonel Bruce. It was the perfect time in retrospect. Like just, you know, I'm like, yeah. it just seems orchestrated. Like the whole, it was like, that was the exact time that I needed him. Like right then, boom, like mm. asking you shall receive it. And I was just like, okay, so, you know, um, I just, it feels like it was meant to be. It just does, man. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it, it feels uh, small and miraculous, you know? Like you get miracles, you get little ones and medium ones and big ones and you know, yeah. that was a, it was a little one that in retrospect was a big one because of the timing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super interesting too, with all the Colonel Bruce stuff that's been out there too, the stretch and the reach that, I mean, all the way to like REM and Dave Matthews and yeah. shit that like, I mean, yeah. it wasn't just ARU. It wasn't just no. panic. It Dude, wasn't it goes just back. Remember when we had Parrish on and all of a sudden I realized he was, having memories of Colonel Bruce from the sixties, it goes. So that's why that documentary is so important. Yeah. I meant to say that on David Gant's podcast, because that was the first time that all the, like the most outlandish stories that I heard were confirmed by the people that were involved in it. Mm. You know, the cat yeah. from Columbia records that lost his job over it. But you know, the, um, Right. All the stuff that, you know, you're just like, oh, my God, that was true. Oh, my God, that was true. That was true. The most far out stuff was the true shit. And all the rest <laughs> of it was just like professional wrestling. That's what I said was he really like his whole thing that wrestling is real and the moonwalk is fake. Me and my sister were talking about that. I was like, you know, both things are real and fake. Yeah. Not Michael Jackson's moonwalk or both of them, both moonwalks. Because the sure, re professional yeah. wrist wrestling is scripted, but <clears throat> those guys get hurt worse than MMA fighters. Right. Yeah. Because it's they're really taking a beating. You know? Yeah. So that it's mat real. isn't very forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. When you fly off a twelve foot ladder and onto a table and break it with your back and your head, turns out that's real. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But the moonwalk is also real. And now we're finding out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Michael Jackson's moonwalk is fake, but also like, you know, so it's just yeah. like, man, he really, and what, what is our whole problem in our society right now? We're questioning reality. We're questioning what's true. Yeah. What is yeah. real? And what's fake? And Bruce would say, it's all fake and it's all real. <laughs> you know? so, it's all everything and get, nothing. But yeah, but if you can get the it's all fake part, that's the part that you, you can't let people brainwash you or fool you or peer pressure you into like thinking that's not true because it is all fake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? No, it's very true. Politics, all of it, religion, all of it, but it's also all true, you know? Well, it's funny too, because like, I remember I was having a conversation with someone about anxiety who doesn't really have anxiety. And I was like, the most important thing I remind myself all the time is that it doesn't matter. Like I constantly say to myself, it doesn't matter. And they were like, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. Of course you matter. And they took it like I meant boo-hoo, nothing matters, I don't matter. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, no. Sometimes it's the things you don't feel that are good. You know what I mean? And when you can go all the things that I squeeze to death because I'm yeah. nervous or anxious or whatever, like they don't, 
it doesn't matter. It matters yeah. and it doesn't matter. And it's like that release is like, thank God there's people like Colonel Bruce that were like, that shit doesn't matter, you know? And Jay was like yeah. that for me a ton where I was like, you know, freaking out about like, you know, my career and I started late and blah, 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 whatever. And he's like, dude, he, and, but he would never go like, dude, shut up. You sound like a, like a bitch, like whatever, none of that. Yeah. Like he was always like, I've been there and I know what you're talking about. And I promise that you're doing okay. Like I, I, and it was so good to have like a big brother to kind of go like, you know, tug on his shirt and go like, is it okay that I'm feeling like I'm never going to make it? <laughs> He's yeah. like, yes, but know that you are making it and it's you're doing fine. And, and, and what is the, making it like, making it and not making like it what your brother it. said to you. He's like, every yeah. time you do something, you succeed at it. So like, it's all perspective. It's you all know, perspective. I guess everybody's like, okay, if I make over a million dollars every year, then now I could say I've made it. And I don't even know if that's enough anymore. Yeah, so, no. You know, not if you're buying concert tickets, it's sure not. But yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Yeah, easy for me to laugh because I don't have to pay for tickets. So sorry. I take that laugh back, Mike, and all the fans have to no, go through that right. nonsense. Jesus. Well, I was telling you on the phone earlier about how I stole parking at a concert <laughs> and uh, you got such a kick out of it because it was it's just, just a piece of paper. I, I like, just held up a brilliant. piece of paper and went like this and they were like, go ahead, you're in, save myself 30 bucks. But it's, yeah, this shit is not cheap, but uh, no, it's, it's. <laughs> I had this friend Milton Davis that he was a bass player in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, he just looked like a rock star. Uh-huh. He was very cut, really handsome, had these long dreads. Just dread. He was just stylish without trying. Yeah. Just the way he just carried himself like a, a rock star, you know? So he was just ended up being backstage at Oak Mountain Amphitheater in, in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, where I lived and where the Allman Brothers was playing. Yeah. And I was like, how'd you get back here? He's like, oh man, I just wandered on back. <laughs> and I just love him now. Just like, he's good, you know? He yeah, just looks dude. like a rock star. Where I had to show my laminate and do all this stuff, you know? And I was like, you just, I was like, did you have a laminate? He's like, no. I am a laminate, man. I <laughs> he am is a, laminate. a laminate. He just been like, he just, it's like when, <laughs> when you told the guy, like, they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tell me his name. Brian I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brian Farmer and, and Warren and we were at a dead show in New Jersey and they pulled up to the gate and the guy working the gate was like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. And I look in and it's Warren and, and his guitar tech, Brian, who looked, I guess he's no longer with us, but he looked just like him. And they're in like a little Toyota and <laughs> I walk up and I look in and I go, Warren, and I look at the guy and I go, no, they're good. Let him in. And the guy goes, all right, let, let him in. I didn't work. I, that was it. And my buddy looks at me like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I'm like, well, it worked. But it was just like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, yeah, that guy's in the band. And the, he was like, oh, oh, right on, right on. And let him, <laughs> But it's like, why not? Just go for it. Who gives a shit, you know? Amen. And that moment, your intuition just said, let it fly. And it worked. Yeah. That's yeah. A, to me, that's just as mystical as anything else. <laughs> It's just a little intuition, man. They're cool. They're cool. Like Let you're, like you're the owner of the like venue. I own the place. I know. What an idiot. <laughs> I could have got tased. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's just nuts. But I know, like, even walking around backstage, like, while the Jokers are on stage and we're doing, like, these arenas and theaters, like, I always have my credentials and, like, I'm always so, like, yeah. am, I, am I allowed in this hallway? Am I allowed in this room? Like, because I don't ever want to leave, like, crumbs on anyone's table, you know? I just want to yeah. wander around and shit. And they're like, yeah, here, help yourself, fuck it, whatever. And, and I'm just like, nah, I'll just sit in the corner and drink water. I've gone to, dude, I, one time, when I first started touring with them and we were doing big rooms, I was so nervous about taking anything for free that I would go to the front of the house and go to the vending and buy snacks or a hot dog or a beer and then go backstage with it. And people were like, where'd you get a hot dog? And I'm like, oh, I went and bought it. And they're like, we have prime rib and shrimp and everything you want right here. And I'm like, I'll just have a hot dog. <laughs> I was just so nervous. Dude. Yeah. Would that, would that all of our guests were like that? 
Um, you know, dude, one it's kind time of a blessing. You can't have guests and and dead and company. You know, it yeah. Just, because sometimes, like your family, your cousin that showed up. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yelling and yeah, that that was just like that was terrible. You know who I am? Do you know who <laughs> I am? You, I always want to hear that. No, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. There was one time me and we we went to a Knicks Sixers game at the Garden. Me and Jay and a couple other people, and you go into like the the lounge. And when you walk into the lounge, they take your coat and whatever, and you walk in and it's like, everything's, they, they tell you, they're like, everything's for free. We had like courtside seats, never been wow. sat at anything like that before. And we walk in and there's like a hot dog stand right when you walk in. And I'm like, I, I hit Jane. I'm like free hot dogs. So we start like Kobayashi and hot dogs. Like we're just going to town because it's like, they're free. Let's eat as many hot dogs as we can, you know, pretzels. I'm filling my pockets with bags of M&Ms and Twizzlers and shit. And then we turn the corner, <laughs> ice sculptures with like meat carving stations and sushi oh. rollers and like, you name it. Oh. I mean, the most, it was like a, like a decadent wedding. And we're like, I'm like picking sauerkraut out of my teeth and shit. Like, and I just wasn't, it's just like, I was so not high class at all. Like, I don't know how to handle anything nice ever. Like, I'm just like, I'll just be at the hot dog stand. Like, you know, Hank Azaria is like making ice cream over at here in this place. And, you know, Jerry Cooney's over here doing whatever. And I'm just like, I can't believe that I'm even here. But I didn't know how to be backstage like i don't know it's just always been something where it's like i'll just keep my hands in my pockets and not because i told you there have been situations where it's like people come in and they're like eye a bottle of jameson and just grab it and run and whatever exactly and it's like, you know it's like wow really yeah you're just like come on yeah i know but i feel like that perpetually like the the hotels we stay in are so nice i feel like they're not gonna let me in to have breakfast with my tie-dye and my <laughs> yoga pants you know it's just yeah. like i'm so out of place with all these like super fashionable people you know in la but you know yeah people are it like what's kind of cool is the last week of pride here the last weekend of pride oh yeah and we're right in west Hollywood. we're like you know where it's just like on you know yeah <laughs> yeah great yeah. but i look like you know i'm amish or something <laughs> You know, your tie dyes aren't bright enough. So out of place. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good catching up, and uh, we've got a whole yeah, bunch man. of uh, great guests in store, and uh, all these road stories are so fun, and we're going to make a lot more. So thank you, everyone, oh, for we're listening. We're going to make some. We're going to make some. some Enjoy ones. LA. Practice up. Tell all the guys to, you know, stay healthy and, uh, Build up those calluses. Absolutely. They're coming back fast. (laughs) Be safe, everyone. Peace. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.